Pakim we were holding in the Pakim of the Nefesh Achaim. We said the Chalak of Nefesh Achaim, which really gives Musa. And uh, instead of just talking the Hashkafa, it talks practically what people were doing wrong. And obviously, even though we learned that a lot of the direct uh, attacks of the Nefesh Achaim on what he held was the wrong Hashkafa were edited by his son of Itzala. But this is one parak where the Nefesh Achaim makes it very clear what he holds is wrong. And uh, we have this parak. So let's understand uh, what the Nefesh Achaim is coming to argue with, which he explains, and why he held that this is not just a small mistake, but really a mistake which could have uh, major repercussions. There isn't much to add. Nefesh Achaim speaks very clearly, so let's learn together inside what he says. It's Perek Dalit of the Prakim. And again, Nefesh Achaim is talking about the mistake that people feel that they can only do mitzvahs on entire if they're doing it with the best kavanas, with the feeling of dvekus and uh, connection, and without that, then the Torah or their mitzvahs are not worthwhile. And says Nefesh Achaim, how much a person has to be careful in areas like this or similar areas? In other words, it might look like it's a noble thought to think that a person should only do mitzvahs in the entire if it's with the utmost devotion and concentration. But really, it can lead to a big mistake. Whoever's greater than his friend, his yetzer is greater than him. And it's normally attend, explained as a greater person faces bigger challenges because HaKadosh Baruch Hu lets the Yetzirah attack him on a higher level. But the way that the Nefshachim is explaining it is that there's a Yetzirah which makes a person want to be bigger than he is. And therefore, the Yetzirah makes him want to be bigger than that. And he's going to introduce us to this idea and that is that sometimes the drive to try to be better than I am is coming from the Yetzirah. Why? The way that the Yetzirah tries to ensnare a person, tries to trap him, changes from person to person. If we're young, we might gossip at the best in his level, the best way he's holding in Torah. And the Yetzirah looks for a person's weaknesses, because that's where he's most vulnerable, and that's where he's most likely to fall. And therefore, a person's weakness is an area where he's doing an area of Avera, so then, uh, bad middle, the Yetzirah will focus on that and try to use that as the point which will break the person. But, if you see it's based on the level of the person, that if you see that the nature of the person is such that if he's going to try and convince him to do an Avera, whatever, whatever kind of Avera it might be, a person won't listen to him. In other words, he's gotten to the stage where he's not going to necessarily be easily uh, enticed to do a virus. So then the Yetzirah looks for a different point in the person where he can, so to speak, get underneath the person's armor and cause him to fall. And that is He presents himself to the person as if it is Yetzirah Tov. And that is the Samoy to blind his intelligence, lateral errors, to poison him. Sometimes a person's weakness is his desire to be good, or his ratzim to be Kaddish. And that's something also that the Yetzirah can manipulate 
in order to trap a person, in order to bring him down. He's going to masquerade. He's going to present himself as a person's Yetzirah And that is that Rechav to try and push him to be greater, to be better, to do more. As if he's showing him something which is a sign of Tyro, of purity. A person's going to fall straight into the trap, just like a bird gets caught, and that is, twice, without thinking. And if it appears to a person to be something which is good, and he right away takes on to do it, and he doesn't realize that it's really not something good, but it's utilizing a weakness that the person has in wanting to be good. It's a tragic mistake, and it's going to cause him to go down from his level, to go down to, to mothers, to death. And what is this Yetzer? That sometimes, that's the way that the Yetzer can try to convince a person to do things which he thinks are good or better, and really that itself is a distraction for what he's meant to do, and therefore the net result is that a person, uh, in following his Yetzer, in trying to be better, isn't doing what, what he's required to do. In the Haggah, the Nefesh HaChaim goes on to explain a Gemara, a Gemara in Brachas, which says, Maybe this is also what Chazal had in mind. Vyatsara is compared to a fly, which sits between the two chambers of the heart. Why? If there's two chambers of the heart, so figuratively they represent the two sides of which tug on a person's thoughts or feelings, emotions. And therefore we, like the Pasuk says, and he brings the Pasuk in the heart of a Chacham is on his right, the heart of a Ksil is on his left. And that means that the Yetz Tov, which tries to convince a person, so to speak, to act properly, is on the right. The uh, Yetz which convinces a person to act wrongly, is on his left. But they meant to keep their places. And then when the Gemara here says that the Yetzirah is like a fly which sits between the chambers of the heart, let's talk about a different Yetzirah. The Yetzirah always remains on the right, it knows its place. The only advice that gives a person is always what's good for him. Doesn't re- confine itself to where it's meant to be on the left, and that's to convince a person to do wrong, which is the hostis la'avin v'chet neglet to try and convince him to do obvious avarice. Sometimes he crosses the line, so to speak, and he acts like the fly which sits on on the middle of the heart. In other words, he tries to in- influence the right side, the side of the heart which belongs to the yetzer top as well. And that is he approaches a person. And it seems to the person that it's the Yetzirah speaking because it's trying to convince him to act on a higher level. It's trying to make him think that he needs to do better. He doesn't realize that that drive or that feeling that he has to do better or more is really rooted in the Yetzirah, which is trying to be him.
and it's harder for a person to withstand the Nisayan that he doesn't realize is Nisayan than something which he realizes is a challenge to do the wrong thing and he knows that he has to rise to overcome the challenge. And that's why he says to be careful of this Yetzirah because in a way it's, it's more dangerous because the person doesn't recognize it as the enemy. That's what he says. Look after yourself very much. That it shouldn't make a person think that your primary occupation is to always be focusing on being material machshava. And that is that a person should reach the level where he can feel connected to a Kaddish Baruch Hu on a constant basis. And therefore, it is nothing will cause you to uh, do something which will make you lose that feeling of connection. And therefore, the Torah makes him think that his focus on what he's thinking about, his machshav, is all the Shem Shemayim. He's going to say that the whole point of learning Torah day mitzvahs is only when they're with the right kavanas and with the right level of connection. And as much as a person isn't then being focused on doing the mitzvahs with the correct kedusha and the correct feeling of connection. Then it's not worth anything. That's a reference for the Sultan who's called the Melech Zakin Aksil, which means the Melech Zakin is an old king. He might want people to do foolish things, but he's old and experienced in getting people to do those foolish things. Foolish things. The Samar say, Naim, it blinds a person's eyes. But the Havirayas of the Mikra, Mishnah, the Talmud, the Midrash, the Sefer Azar, they bring lots of references and proofs to what he wants to convince a person of. And that is that the most important thing is a person's tires and machshava. The most important thing is a person's th- uh, feelings and sense of dvekus. Kenyan Rahman, the river boy, where Hashem wants is a person's heart. And therefore that trumps every other consideration. And that should be a, a person's primary preoccupation. Now, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with a person thinking that is is... Primarily, what's important is his mirrors, his dvekus, his feeling of avas Hashem or yeres Hashem. In other words, he's saying it's a negative, but what's, the, what's negative about it? So there are a number of points here. We're going to see three different stages of why this is bad. The first thing Nefesh Chaim tells us, If you have the seichel of the Torah, and if you look at the argument or the position that the Satan is trying to convince you of, Tavin, you'll understand the Timsa that you'll find. She's a calling Yana the Harris Laodam Tlafa Bissimane Tara. Very sister way of a person, of the Satan showing a person his hooves are split. In other words, it's an external demonstration of Tara. Just like the Chazal talk about uh, the Chazir, that he only has one of the two Simone Tara. He doesn't share the Kai, but he has split hooves. And therefore, he's always, uh, sorry to speak, Showing off his split hooves, so as if to show he's a kosher animal, whereas we know he's not a kosher animal because the semen which can't be seen, and as they choose the cut, he doesn't do. And therefore, over here also it's become a symbol for something which outwardly appears just and pious, but really inside is not. 
And if the Satan of also appears to be showing itself to be something good, something admirable, really it brings a person down to destruction. So first we're going to talk about the physical, practical level of how this happens. Look how the Satan works and you'll, then you'll be wise to his wiles, to his attempts to uh, trap a person. And he causes for what looks like good to do bad. He's going to say to you, Isn't done with vacuums along with anything. To raise the level of your thought, of your your your, your mind. Before any mitzvah, before any davening, so that now you feel you're on the plateau, you're on the level that you're able to approach Hashem. That your machshava should be a machshava to her, shabbat to her. It's the purest possible thought. They'll be so taken up with preparing for yourself to do the mitzvah and the gravity and the importance and the the greatness of the moment, what's going to happen is, you're going to run out of time. There's a time limit for mitzvahs, there's a time limit for tefillah, and then in the midst of a, a person's preparations and uh, spiritual elevation, he's going to not realize the time, and he's going to end up uh, having not yet davened and the time's run out. And if the person isn't going to regret that, he's going to say it's better. You'll feel in the way he looks at things that's better to daven after the time of Tvila. We'll say Shema after the time of Shema, but with Kavana and with Tvekas and with after having gone to the mikveh and in a certain level, more than saying the mitzvah and doing the mitzvah in the right time in a dry, cold way without all that emotion, without all that connection. And that's only the first step. And Agav, that's already a wrong step. You know, it's a mistake. Like Rav Shachim said many times, if a person doesn't do the mitzvah in the time allotted for the mitzvah, he wasn't Yetzir. The fact that he then afterwards says the words with tremendous devotion and dedication means nothing. The Maisi missed the chance. Whereas if a person does the mitzvah in the time period allotted him to do the mitzvah, even if it's not the ideal mitzvah, he didn't have the deepest intention and the best kavanah, but at least the mitzvah was done. And therefore, the, the very argument of the that is, miss the time of doing mitzvahs uh, in order to perfect and purify your thoughts, it's already a mistake. But it's only the first step the Yetzirah draws a person. Because even if it's a mistake, can he say he had good intentions? And that is, he, he missed his mind Twitter because he was so busy preparing himself for Twitter. Really what the answer you wanted a person to do is therefore lose his sensitivity to the importance of living in time. And when that happens, even though it's blinded by the feeling of I'm busy working on dvekos, I'm busy working on higher levels, but if the result is that therefore a person doesn't pay attention to time. And because he doesn't pay attention to time, Immediately he doesn't he doesn't feel guilty to daven after the right time. Even if it's originally machmas kviyas machshav tocho, the Torah defines the left chil. Even if it's originally from intentions of trying to purify oneself, but he's going to lose that too. V'hemshech hazman yadricha chalat laat v'chelik chelik svasav mimadrega mimadrega v'atargesh klal ad shemel yelech akhet la'avir ma'atfilah mitzvus 
אף גם שתפן אלים חלבתו לבדברים בטלים. סלורי סלורי, he's going to get a person to be less focused on that פנימיוס, on that מחשב, on that תאירה. And once the person left it, so he'll, he, won't, he won't anymore have the same level of Tyre and Kedusha that he had previously, but at the same time, he's not davening in time, and he ends up with nothing. And therefore, the first point that Meshachayim says is, number one, his, his, his argument is wrong. To say that it's more important to have Kavon and Daven than Daven when you went to Daven is wrong. And the Torah is Mechayim, a person what he has to do. If he doesn't do it, then he's not being yet to the Torah. The Mechshav or the Oymek or the Kedusha, whatever the uh, level wants to talk about, adds to the adds to the mitzvah, but it doesn't replace the mitzvah. But that's the point is that the Yetzah has an agenda. And his agenda is a person should be less concerned about keeping the mitzvahs properly. And therefore, if the way to get him to be less concerned about keeping the mitzvahs is with... Uh, false thoughts of uh, purity and spirituality and Kedusha. So that's what you push a person to do. The result he gets from that is a person isn't going to be careful to do the missus correctly and now he can drop his pretenses. And once the person no longer is being makwe to do the missus the way they're meant to be done or in the time limit they're meant to be done, so then afterwards then you can help, then you can stop pushing the person to feel the sense of Kedusha and Tyra which means the person will still get up late and double late. And the person uh, doesn't feel guilty about it because he's already, in his mind, so to speak, broken the barrier that I have to double in time. Yes, it's true that it was with a justification because I'm working so hard on my kavanas, but at the end of the day, the result is the person's broken that barrier, and now we made it, even if he's no kavanas, he's just lazy. But he's not going to do them, he's not going to get up specifically on time, so then the answer is one twice. He doesn't have the kavanas, which were meant to be the the, the great uh, revach, the great benefit that the person's gaining by diving lace, at the same time he diving late. So he's just lost the mitzvah and he's lost the kavana. And how does the, what's the psychology, how does it work? So the answer is that when a person is bound by a certain chiyuv, a chiyuv not of his making and a chiyuv not, not up to him to determine when it applies or doesn't apply, so then he has no choice. He has to keep to it. And if there's an absolute chiyuv that there's a time for Shema or a time for Shemona Esrei or a time when Shabbos starts or any other time this is going to be, then it's not up to me. I, and that is, that, uh, I wasn't uh, involved in or able to make decisions in setting the time. That was, that's an absolute and I have to keep the time. And if that's the case, I have, to, I, have to, I have to change my schedule or ensure that I'm keeping what the Torah is behind me. Well, for a person to change that, if they have that sense of responsibility and commitment, it's much harder for the Yetzir. Once the Yetzir convinces a person, and that is, there aren't these hard and fast rules. I can bend the halacha because I'm having kavanas, because of my level of kadosh, or whatever the case is. So then, then once it's no longer a barrier by a person, then there's nothing to stop him dropping it regularly. And therefore, even though the, the person originally might have had good intentions of why he wanted to drop his barriers, but the Messiah is once the barrier is no longer, so then there's nothing to stop a person uh, to stop a person losing the mitzvahs. And that's what the, that's pe'etzem what the Yetzirah wanted. What the Yetzirah wanted is that a person breaks the boundary, that a person doesn't keep the, the requirements of the halacha properly, 
Because once a person is no longer strict about the, the practice of the halacha, so then uh, it's not hard to get him to do various. It's, it's, it's only after his, uh, so to speak, rationalization or choice of what he wants to do or not to do, so then it's much easier to be machshal him. And if he says, you'll see that there'll be people who'll daven lechatchila beyond the time of tefillah, and not because they're justifying it by, by spending so much time in preparation, they're just lazy. But now that they have the excuse to do it, so maybe that's what's going to be. And therefore the first problem with trying to think that uh, focusing on on one's thoughts or the, the purity of one's feelings is going to take the place of halacha, it breaks the it breaks the barrier, so to speak, that the halacha would otherwise present that this is something I have to do. And this is an example of time applies to other mitzvahs too. For example, if a person feels mechuyev uh, to learn Torah, to give stock, whatever it is, so then even if he's, if ever he's be tempted by circumstances or by other factors not to, I don't have a choice, I'm mechuyev. Once a person feels, no, you know, if I don't feel on the right level, I'm not going to be learning. Torah, which isn't with the proper Kedusha and Tyra and Ava and whatever it is, isn't a good Torah. And if I don't feel on the level to learn today, so then I, I, I think that I shouldn't learn because I'm not learning in the highest possible spiritual way. Or if a person feels like I can only give stock when I'm feeling inspired to do it, and therefore today I don't feel inspired, and therefore I don't feel I have to give, then that person will end up never learning and never giving stock. Because once he's broken the Chiyuf, that is, it's not like he always has to learn. Well, it's not like every time someone asks him to give soccer. Even if the original excuse was because I don't feel I'm spiritual enough to do it, but then it's not a mechaev anymore. And once it's not a mechaev, then even with that, not feeling spiritual, a person won't do it. That's the first, that's the first point, problem with the mistake that Nefesh Shachem is pointing at. The second one. The second one is the principle. And that is that a person thinks, I'm going to develop Kedusha and Tyra, uh, and then I'll be able to do the mitzvah of Kedusha and Tyra. But the question is, what develops the Kedusha of Tyra? Because very often, if what a person is using to get to that level is his mind, thinking thoughts of Kedusha or Tyra, whatever it is, it's very often what we call Dimyan. Dimyan means imagination. And the danger of a Dimyan is that a person imagines himself to be somewhere different to where he really is. And if that's the case, rather than working on himself and perfecting himself, he's creating a, an imaginary sense of, of what he wants to be, and then he's living with the imaginary, so to speak, shadow he's created for himself rather than himself. And therefore, if a person, through doing a mitzvah, feels elevated, through doing a, learning Torah, feels more Kaddish, that's good and that's proper, and that's the way it's meant to happen. Because I'm a Torah, the Mitzvah, so I'm a Kaddish person. Whereas if a person first says, I first have to put myself in the mindset of Kaddish of and then I can do Mitzvahs, so the question is, how much is this mindset a real Kaddish which comes from Torah Mitzvahs, or how much is this mindset an imaginary feeling that a person wants to get? And then, in that's the case, it's, it's not even the real Kaddish of It's not even the real feeling of closeness. It's something a person's forcing himself to imagine because he understands that I can't do Mitzvahs without that. And therefore, even though the Nefesh Achayim isn't against the Mitzvah of Ktosh obviously, but the second point is that the way to develop Ktosh Avataro isn't necessarily by thinking, I want to do this with Ktosh Avataro. On the contrary, now that the way a person works, and this is how the Nefesh Achayim began his Sefer, is the Surah Mutzav Aritzav Arashim Agiyah Shemaimah. 
the person who begins here in the earth and goes up to the Shemaim. In other words, it's the action itself which can bring a person to Kedusha Vatayim. It's doing the mitzvahs which elevates the person from his lowest level, which is his body, and that creates a chain, like we're going to do, which goes up to his neshama. Okay, It's also going to destroy the whole Torah, this mindset. And that is, if I feel I'm doing the mitzvah in a better way, so then it overtakes the parameters of how to do the mitzvah. If we're going to listen to the Yetzirah in the way he tries to trap us in this area, you think for yourself. A person is thinking so much about the gravity and the importance of the midst of eating matzah. And that is, that the level of eating should be on this level of spirituality and purity. And the result is going to be, he spends the whole time doing that. Until when the time he gets to matzah, after going through the seder and the maggot, it's really after the seder. So what happens? even. And he called Taras Nachshav to Pivotal Bayerasi. It was all not wanted by Hashem, it was all worth nothing because at the end of the day the person never ate the matzah. If a person ate Kazayas matzah the night of Pesach, even without the added Kadush and Tara, nevertheless, he did the mitzvah, got the reward. We are going to be careful to do the mitzvahs in the time they're meant to be done, the way they're meant to be done. A person's tremendous kavanas, but he's blowing the shef on Pesach. If a person is going to think what I'm going to feel more inspired by and more elevated by, then the illogical conclusion it will come to is if right now I feel I'll be more inspired by blowing the shofar than eating matzah, then I should blow the shofar on Pesach. And therefore, it's partial. It's clear that the that mitzvahs have times and the mitzvahs need to be done in their times, and that's much more important than any other consideration. And that's a person still strong in keeping to the parameters of the time of the mitzvahs. But he's still going to make a, 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 be a mitzvah for a person. This mindset of feeling that he wants to connect. Instead of paying attention to the details of what he's doing, a person is more focused on his feelings and how he's thinking about the mitzvah. And to be careful not to go against any of the the, the details the, of the halacha, as we were taught by the Talmud and the I'm putting so much effort into my thoughts about the mitzvah, it can't be that I'm going to be missing part of the halacha. It's not true. The more a person thinks that any mitzvah which I'm not doing with a perfect intention shouldn't be done, and therefore that's what I'm thinking about when I do the mitzvah, and I'm always weighing up and judging my intentions or my feelings, that becomes a decoy. 
And a person's blood is always actually there. So the Torah says, Instead of thinking of am I doing the halacha right, am I keeping the mitzvah properly, a person's thinking how am I feeling about doing the mitzvah, and that's going to be the that's going to be what misleads him, that's going to be what causes him to make a mistake, because then instead of doing the mitzvah properly, he's more thinking about am I feeling the right way about the mitzvah, and it's the same here in Sarah, which means it takes away a person's preoccupation with keeping the halacha and doing the mitzvahs the way they're meant to do with this false illusion of a feeling of Kedusha of spirituality. One more point to add, and that is when it comes to learning. Rav Shachim is himself going to talk about this in detail in Shara Dalet, and that is what a person goes to learn. That is, if a person's intention in learning is uh, to know what to do, to know the halacha, or a person's intention in learning is just to feel inspired by learning, and therefore, it's going to notice what you want to pay attention to the halacha, but never get around to learning what the halacha is. Either way around, at the end of the day, for all three reasons, whether it's a, 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 a way to break the hold of halacha, a way to distract you from learning halacha, or a way to fantasize about one's feeling, rather than have real uh, kedusha and real connection, the atzasiyetsa with the nevesh chayim cause people who feel that they want to feel the kind of mitzvahs when they feel on a ruchnis enough level, when they feel bakdusha v'tara. He calls it the Maasa Satan because of all the results which are negative to the person that it's going to cause. And this is a historical last word. This was really the original argument that the Gedalim of the time had against the early Hasidic movement. And that is they felt that they were, because of this they were going to drop their adherence to Halacha uh, in, in place of this, so to speak, connection to the spiritual thing that they were trying to pursue.